0: Ready? Ready? Wow, this game is over. The
2: Blue Delta Jeans Post Game Show. It's more fun than it looks. With Ben Garrett and Bradley Sowell. Welcome into the Talk of Champions Post Game Show. It's not really post game anymore. It's post morning. And it's Brad's fault. Bradley Sowell, former Old Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. Hey buddy, you live hey. well. You okay? <laughs> I'm all
0: good, man. I um, yeah, wanted to do it after the game. Probably best that I waited, um, waited to the, to, the <laughs> to this morning.
2: I covered for you. I covered for you. Just on the uh, Ole Miss spirit and Twitter, I, I attributed it to a conflict that ran longer
0: than you expected.
2: But here we are. We're good. You're not feeling yeah. great after the game. You weren't excited and amped.
0: Yeah, I mean. You can be I, don't, I don't know like not not discouraged but not excited either it's kind of one of those things where i we kind of are what i thought we were i mean that's just it just is what it is you know, like we are um you know we, we have a ton of talent team is i mean this is this is one of the most talented teams we've ever had um but that's on paper and you know it still has got to show up there's just there's going to be a little bit of a we're we're just very fortunate. We have these these games that are essentially like scrimmages to start the season, um, but the talent is eye popping out there, man. I mean, gosh, our running backs are the these are the best two running back. This is the best one two running back combination we may have ever had. I mean, these these two kids are, are phenomenal. Um, the talent, I mean, this this team is very very talented. Um, but I mean, I still think we're a year away from from being from hitting that true true potential.
2: That almost running backs room effectively has. Deuce McAllister and Joe Gunn, and then Joe Gunn and Joe Gunn, <laughs> because I feel like yeah. Zach Evans is going to be one of the best running backs, if not the best running back talent-wise, to ever come through here. And you have 20 carries, 130 yards, over six per carry. I think the overall number one place to start before we give out helmet stickers, like we always do on these post-game shows or Sunday morning shows because of Brad. And we also do Brad's big thing. We need to pick up, we need to pick a, a bunch of different stuff from the game, but the biggest overarching thing not, was not the talent level because I'm like you when I saw, I was like, "Holy crap, this team is made to win!" Now, the first thing I thought and could never shake because the play never really got all that much better was that this team is built to win, but, man, if they just had a quarterback that was ready-made, that didn't have to develop, that you didn't have to wait to see. Because you saw flashes with Jackson Dart, and Luke Altmaier, we'll see flashes of him probably next week when he starts against Central Arkansas. But this team is ready to win, and I'm talking win big, all around. Because we can talk about Zach Evans, but also Kari Coleman looked amazing. J.J. Pegues looked amazing. If they just had a quarterback that was ready made to start and, and really compete for a championship now, and they're just not in that stage with their quarterbacks, they're still very much in a developmental stage. And if you're looking at it from, as, from a perspective of an Ole Miss fan that wants to see this team make it to the promised land, well, you needed to see more from the quarterbacks on Saturday that you didn't see. Because other than the quarterback, and that's the number one, that's the biggest position, they have everything. They have everything.
0: Yeah, this is the this is a typical Ole Miss thing, right? Like, why didn't we have this last year with Matt Corral, quarterback? You know, like right? okay, now now we have everything you can imagine. Receivers look athletic, quarterback looks I mean, um, sorry, running backs look athletic, defense is flying all over the place, Card Coleman's ridiculous. I mean, dude's everywhere, Tashim Johnson's everywhere, um, Brown, the um linebackers. I mean, the defense look great. Um, you know, you got freaking the the freshman number twenty, Ig Mendoza, I think his the unreal, like we Got it all, like, like we we're really not weak anywhere, and now we got to develop a developing quarterback. So it's just like <laughs> it's just <laughs> you got good, seven days to like, really w- maximize your home,
2: championship dude. window with the team that is built for a championship run. It is outside of quarterback,
0: yeah, man. It, it, this, this is a good looking team. Um, but what you hope your hope is hey, one of these quarterbacks kind of settle in, rise to the top. I think, I mean, I, I think if you look at Dart today, um, you know, he missed on some, some deep throws, um, a little long. But overall, missed like I
2: mean, four deep throws.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, he lost, the bingo missed
2: to start, which would have been a deep gainer, if not a touchdown. I don't really fault him for that. That's his very first throw. You're trying to open him up, trying to get him know. comfortable, let him connect on a big one. You don't know. Maybe he gets into a rhythm and he balls out. It just never really happened. It never clicked for him.
0: Let's just call it what it is. His development is the difference between seven and 10 wins this year. It really is. Like, if he's going to be like he was Saturday and, and you know, kind of hit or miss, I mean, we're winning seven, eight games tops, really. If he can take it to the next level, this team's talented enough to really get after some people. So um, that's just it is what it is. That's what Ole miss football is right now. Hey, we, we are riding on the development of our quarterback, but we have enough talent to still win seven or eight games with what we have. If I'm Kiffin, man, I'm going back to draw. I am – the ball is going to be in Evans' and Jukin's hand so many times. I mean, that's what he did. I mean, he ran the ball 44 times.
2: Yeah, and he said he would have run the ball more in the second half if it was closer because that's obviously where they were doing the best. But it was, they were 28-3. Yeah. to three,
0: So, man, I, And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, he, with he wanted
2: to try. one to see ball. if he could get something out of him, you know, and, get him um, in some rhythm.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm going. I I'm I'm – I am building this offense right. There's nothing wrong with it at all. You know, and, and, and keeping the throws easy for the quarterbacks. And let's run the ball. Let's be a running football team. And we can you can win a championship running the football with with what we have if you um if you really, really do it, really buy into it and really do it.
2: It's not really a fair one to one comparison, but Matt Corral in his first game was nine of nineteen for ninety-three yards, no touchdowns and an interception, nine rushes for 17 yards and a loss to Memphis. This is very much a developmental situation. And there were times where you saw some flashes from Jackson Dart. You didn't see enough of Luke Altmaier to really form any kind of judgment in real time. We'll get that against Central Arkansas when he starts. And then they flip flop, and Jackson comes in late in the fourth quarter because he took all of the snaps for three plus quarters. Luke Altmaier did not come in until a little over twelve minutes left in the fourth quarter, and then snap the snap between him and Caleb Warren, who didn't have a very great day. Caleb Warren struggled a lot as far as snaps, and just they looked out of rhythm. It just looked completely disjointed. It it never felt like, oh, they kind of got it together, right? They're they're functioning as one. It always felt like something was just missing, was off, and it comes back to the quarterbacks. But I feel like Jackson Dart is further along in his development uh, than Matt Corral was at this exact same time in his development, but that's not where Ole Miss as a team is right now. Ole Miss as a team is in a place where had they gotten Dylan Gabriel – in December, if Jeff Lebby doesn't go to Oklahoma and Dylan Gabriel follow him there and the, that whole plan works out, this team as constructed with Dylan Gabriel is a national championship contending team. I firmly believe that. It's not knocking the talent of Jackson Dart or Luke Altmaier. I'm not saying they're not as talented as him. They're just not in the same place developmentally. And they need a ready-made start plug-and-play quarterback, and they tried to get that. They they flirted with Spencer Rattler. I tried to get him on campus. Thought they were getting him on campus and didn't get him on campus. They they talked to some other quarterbacks of note. They they got into the Caleb Williams race, if you will. Lane Kiffin spoke with him and his family. We all knew he was going to end up at USC back with Lincoln Riley. But still, I get now why that was the strategy. Because when you look across the board, offensively and defensively, which is remarkable to think about, considering we're not that far removed from Weston McGriff defenses, this team is ready to win. So it's all about the quarterbacks. Can, the quarter, can one or both of them, or maybe Kincaid, Dent, Kincaid, can you do one of those game management things where you connect with some deep throws like a Stetson Bennett? Because this team is ready to win; it just needs a quarterback to step up to the moment.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's why I kept you know telling you where. But my opinion is, I think I think it, I think it was spot on with the, you know, we are we are fully ta- we're a fully talented, we're super talented team. But like I, I just don't see it this year. And I know we're ready to win. But if you, look, if you look across the board, a lot of these guys should be back, assuming they don't transfer and all that crazy stuff. That's why I think if the quarterbacks can get better this year and you know really come along, I I do think that next year is where you're going to see the the real high expectation, the real special team. Now this could start happening mid season. You know these guys could really want of them to separate themselves and and be the quarterback that, that we need them to be with all this talent. Um, but that's why I thought, hey, this year you know if we win seven or eight games, it's a great year coming, especially coming uh, coming from what all we lost to now um you know still being a, a, a solid team that's why I, did, I just think next year is where where you're going to see the, the the real the real the real fruit so I don't know man I don't know I, I was I literally was as I was watching the game I was like yep this is exactly what I thought so I mean hopefully they get better but it, we're just you know quarterback and, and you know we all been kind of spoiled with Matt Corral too I mean um, we we do we do have to realize the last the last couple of years quarterback play watching quarterback play has been um, been a little bit skewed so um, you yeah, know hopefully hopefully they'll come on.
2: This is not the same overly effusive Bradley Sal super positive Bradley Sal that I was used to before kickoff of Troy. You seem a little down in the dumps.
0: No, I told you, I told you, Troy. What I tell you, you were making fun of me for saying, "Oh, why are you worried about Troy?" I, That's I, true. I told you. I told you. But like, you also it, it,
2: said your bold prediction was that Jackson Dark could have comparable
0: numbers to Matt Brown, So Yeah, that's bold though. I don't I don't I mean <laughs> truly truly believing that is is another thing. <laughs> so, well, it's not
2: like the the final score was ever in doubt. It's just it was no, uninspiring.
0: It, it, yeah, it was never in doubt. But here's the thing that if you look across the board, this is kind of Lane's thing like he doesn't really blow out the the, these teams like like it, it's it's weird remember last year was the same thing that like we played a bad team before AM and we were all down and then he just whoops AM like
2: that's part of the design though because like I said in the second half is 28 to 3 and Zach Evans is running over everybody Quinshawn Junkins is running so angry he was so pissed off and he was just running over everybody he got 14 touches he's he's RB2 it, it's him and Zach Evans and then Ulysses Bentley was utilized as the returner and also as um a kind of change of pace different kind of uh, back than the other two. Control Bullock didn't see much time at all. So I, I think we kind of saw the hierarchy of the running backs. And when it's 28-3, to three, he would obviously keep leaning on that because it was working, but he wanted to see if he could get something out of Jackson Dart. He wanted full evaluation, so he just passed and passed and passed and passed. They won the game at 28-10. to 10. They were, It was never in doubt, but it just wasn't pretty. I think at one point in the second half, Ole Miss and Troy had six – turnovers in eight straight or eight combined straight second half possessions, including an interception by Dart in the end zone where he just absolutely stared down his primary from the snap and led the safety directly to the end zone for the interception. I mean, he couldn't have telegraphed it anymore, and that's kind of what Lane Kiffin has been talking about with Jackson Dart, and what we've been talking about, too. The reason why this wasn't the runaway that everyone expected it to be is because he's had turnover issues, and he just hasn't found his footing yet to where our consistent style or form of play that is perfectly conducive to this team built to win now um, reaching its maximum potential right now. It could happen. And that's why it's a blessing for Ole Miss that they have an easier early schedule, but you still got Kentucky coming up first of October. You got to have this figured out in some way um, by then, but I don't know. I'm not one to question Lane Kiffin at all. Who the hell am I to do that? But I, I, what did you think about Jackson starting against Troy, and then Luke Altmyer starting against Central Arkansas? Do you like that plan? I know
0: I'm I'm not a huge fan of it at all. I mean, this team is is going to be. I, I think Dart needs all the reps he can get. I um, mean, he needs to build some confidence as well. Sitting sitting out you know most of the game next week isn't isn't going to help. But you know I mean this is also goes to show you that you know Altmyer was was in. I mean Altmyer is a is a legit option for them as well i mean he he's in this thing too like they haven't they haven't written him off yet so um yeah i mean it's i, I would like to see dark get in there and keep on building and, and, and you know he's got to get as good as he can get before you know we start facing these these teams because i mean he's he's the talent that that you want in there now you've seen it he can throw it he can run a little bit like he he could be the guy like he really could but it's you know it's a matter of if, if he actually develops into it, you know, so we're not with him every day mentally. We don't see him in the meetings. Like that's the stuff that we miss that that's why it's hard to place, you know, you know, what you really think about the guy. Cause you don't see the the, the mental side of it and, and how he handles the team and how the team responds to him. But um, I mean, me personally, I would like to see, you know, I'd like to see him in there, you know, Hey, get in there, get as many reps as you, as you can versus the teams that we can just out talent. Cause you know, what are we, what are we going to get down to Kentucky and still be doing the same thing? Like, no, we, we need a guy that's that's ready to roll by then because, you know, Kentucky is going to be a serviceable opponent. I mean, you get out there and you play like we did this past week, they're going to beat the crap out of you, especially with all them turnovers.
2: Oh, 100%. Kentucky's better than just a nice little team. They're a solid – I mean, they're yeah. in a better place. Yeah, they're better in, they're in a better place foundationally than Ole Miss is right now because Ole Miss looks a little scatterbrained because of all the new faces. It was funny because – Every single play, Zach Evans, J.J. Pegues, Kari Coleman. Oh, transfer, 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 transfer. I thought that um, Austin Keys had a good day. And I'm trying to think of other returners. The offensive line, we need to discuss that. And I think that's part of the mailbag edition of this uh, post-game or Sunday morning podcast. Here's
0: what's, here's what's crazy, Ben. The, the leading receiver, rusher, and thrower were all transfers. <laughs> Trigg, Evans, Dart. There it is.
2: There it is. I mean, the like, first touch was a switch, Jalen Robinson, uh, you
0: know? It wasn't your leading tackler, but your second leading tackler and third leading tackler was transfers. So, um, yeah, that's that's how crazy this this turnaround's been. But, I mean, it just goes to show you how, how solid the, you know, thing the transfer portal was, was great to us.
2: I think Dart started 0 for 3. And his first miss was a Mingo deep attempt that he had him because Mingo had a step. He just overthrew him. And he had overthrows all day. He really did. He had, he had a bunch of overthrows all day. Finished, let's look, 18-27, to 27, 154, one touchdown in the interception in the red zone. Just nothing particularly inspiring, but it kind of goes back to, um, I think, a podcast we were doing after the first scrimmage when Jackson looked far and away head and shoulders better than Luke Altmyer performed great in that scrimmage. And me and David Johnson recorded a uh, post-scrimmage podcast, and we're talking about how, oh, man, I mean, Jackson Dart's taking the lead here. But then you and I record and you talk to, you know, some of the staff and just sources in and out of the, of the program. And one thing you heard that was, they know he's back in it. And that got some pushback. And now that everybody has seen the evidence for themselves, they can say, oh, OK, well, yes, Jackson might have far more upside because you can see it, especially with the arm talent. Mm-hmm. But he has not done anything to distinguish himself because of the mistakes that we saw even at Troy, specifically with the turnovers and the overthrows. That's been a problem since the spring.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's – you know, you look at it talent-wise and I can see everybody's like, hey – I mean, I've been all over it too. I mean, I, every time I've seen the kid, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's our quarterback. He just needs to get – you know, he, just, he needs to keep developing. But then you hear, hey, you know, <laughs> he really – he really Luke kind of dominated camp for the most part. And you're like, oh, wow, that's kind of surprising to hear. So, but you kind of seen it out there in the game. I mean, there's, um, you know, hopefully he'll settle down. I mean, he'll, 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 he should settle down from here. And, and um yeah, and here's the thing. It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't what we're inspiring. customizing. It wasn't inspiring. It was, it was just kind of like, I don't even know. Just in the middle, I mean, he had 154, one touchdown, one interception, 18 or 27. Like, I mean, just kind of was a, you know, it, 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 you would expect it versus a Troy. You know, you could hit a few deep balls. You know, ideally you would like to see him like 24-31 for, you know, 280 and three touchdowns or something, you know, just something or, like. Or
2: just flip-flop with Gunnar Watson, the starting quarterback for Troy, and go 34 for 47, 275, a touchdown and interception with a long 30. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Then yeah. we're not having the same kind of feeling because, again, when you look across the board, all the talent is there to really contend, And when I talk about championship, I'm talking about Atlanta. I'm not talking about the college football playoff because I watched Bama yesterday, too, and Bama looks like Bama. Georgia ripped Oregon. Georgia looks Oh, my God. And then Florida upsets Utah. Uh, Florida looked really strong, almost doesn't play Florida, but I'm just thinking about all the SEC teams that played and the ones that jumped out to me. Mississippi State won um, against Memphis, but I don't really know if you can take anything away from that. But they've got – long-tenured starters, like three-year starters everywhere at Mississippi State, including a quarterback. So you can start to kind of see where Ole Miss will have potential roadblocks towards fully realizing its potential because of one position, which is the most important position, and that's quarterback. They have talent there and arguably a better situation as far as the quarterback competition than any other quarterback competition in Ole Miss history. I mean, it's better than Bo Wallace and Barry Brunetti and Randall Mackey, whatever the hell it was, or Zach Stout, and, and those guys back when y'all trying to find a quarterback, y'all to killed for Jackson or Luke Altmaier, right? But still, this where this roster is compared to where the quarterbacks are, that's where the disconnect is because this roster is ready to win now. It's all over the board. That's what was so crazy. It's all over the board. Line, skill positions, defensively. I mean, they rotated in. Jared Ivey as a second-teamer defensive end, and he looked great. Davison Igbenosan is a true freshman. Miles Battle missed a lot of practice last week because of injury. He steps in and starts as a true freshman, and he looked really good. Jalen Williams at left tackle making Mason Brooks a coveted-by-everybody transfer from Western Kentucky The effective swing tackle against Troy. Now, the offensive line was up and down. The point stands. If you get, like I mentioned the other day, in nine of Lane Kiffin's 10, or maybe, no, I'm sorry, he's been a head coach for 10 or 11 seasons, and his quarterbacks have each season have averaged 3,000 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Now, in the preseason, because we don't get the same kind of long look at these quarterbacks, that we do once they start playing games, we both were like, oh, yeah, that's more than reasonable. That's not a crazy ask. But now I don't feel confident about either one of them after Troy. It is one game. And maybe against Central Arkansas that looks completely different, but it's Central Arkansas. Maybe in the next month as they figure this thing out, one of them emerges. But after the first game when we're overreacting on the Sunday morning, now I don't feel as confident about. Oh well, they can meet the average. I, I don't know. I don't know because there just wasn't enough there there on Saturday.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, it's just it was kind of a blah day. Like I think we're still where we were before the game. Like, <laughs> really? You, know, you, you think it's that you, bad? Come on. Well, no. I mean, I, you, you, what 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 questions did we get answered? I mean, I, I think we we all knew. Hey, we have great running backs. Okay, we um, we knew. Hey, our defense is going to be better. They're flying around. Okay, we knew that. Quarterbacks need to step up. Oh, we're still there after the Troy game. I mean, we're, we're still right where we're right where we were before the we're Troy the game. Same I mean, place. We're in the same place. Okay. Who's the quarterback? Who right. who knows? Who knows? We're still right where we were. So and and here's a, here's the here's the bad part about I mean, Central Arkansas. Who I mean, dude, that's that's an so we're going into Georgia Tech. I mean, hopefully we'll know a little more, but I don't care. Even even if Luke Altmeyer comes out and throws for 300 yards for Central Arkansas, I don't care. It's still Central Arkansas. Yeah, then I mean, what do you do like,
2: against Georgia Tech?
0: Yeah, so that's the that's the thing. Like we're, you know, you would like to see a little more, but you know, it is what it is. We're we're, we're gonna know though. I mean, we're uh, October first. We'll know for sure after that game. You know what? Where where we're at, and you know, Georgia Tech should be, um, you know, hopefully a, a decent opponent as well. So,
2: well, here's everything Lane Kiffin said after Ole Miss's twenty eight to ten win over Troy, and then we hand out helmet
1: stickers. Glad to get to 1-0, you know, that's all you can't get to 2-0. So, uh, we did that. Um, you know, really good first half, you know, kind of tail of two games. Um, really like how we played defense in the first half, how we ran the ball. You know, they were playing pretty safe on defense. We checked the ball down, we were efficient. And then the second half, you know, we gave up too many yards on defense, but then still, you know, kept the ball in front of us. Did a really good job rushing the passer there at the end. and. Um, you know, played some really good defense with a lot of new guys in there. Um, offensively, the second half was miserable. Um, three turnovers, including a snap on the ground. And so, <clears throat> you know, that's really disappointing. Um, you know, obviously we have a high standard of how we expect to play around here. And so, the goal is to get to 1-0. But, you know, we need to, we need to improve a lot. So, we'll turn it into a positive over the next 24 hours because sometimes when you play great in the first game, then they don't listen to you and you, you know think that we got everything figured out. So, you know, as much as it's painful to watch, it's good sometimes. Uh, so we have their attention that we gotta we gotta improve. We gotta do better.
2: Coach, um, just your comments on Zach Evans and Quinshon Judkins running the football. I mean, I certainly look good from where we were.
1: Yeah, they did. Um, I mean, this may sound strange, but, you know, when we get up 28-3, you know, and things are going well, you know, really wanted to see if we could establish some passing game for the future of the season and the confidence, you know, of our players in the passing game and the quarterback and receivers. And so, you know, we would have normally probably ran the ball more. you know, in that third, early fourth quarter. But um, those guys were, you know, looked really special, all three running backs. And, I mean, Q, I asked him if he was just angry at the whole state of Alabama or something, because, I mean, he ran angry today, and um, he's a special, special freshman.
2: Lane, how would you evaluate
1: Jackson Dart's uh, performance today? I thought he was doing really well until the last two series. You know, an interception, take three hitches on in the red zone, and you know that is exactly, you know, what he knows has been his issue. You know, is you know not speeding things up and understanding the timing of our passing game and not getting away with, you know, those throws. Those don't, those don't work. Um, certainly, they don't work in this conference coming up. So, but he was doing a really good job till then, you know, and that's, that's what I'm talking about. We would have probably got the turnover. We would have probably ran it because they really weren't stopping us running the ball, but, you know, wanted to, to work on that. And these guys were playing soft and he needed to check the ball down, which he had done a good job earlier doing that. And then, you know, his last play, the third down, easy conversion there, missing the receiver. You know, those are two series right there that, you know, could have resulted in two touchdowns. So, until then, he was doing a really good job.
2: Just broadly, Lane, what is his learning curve and this entire offense's learning curve from what you saw today? I mean, I probably saw four or five times where you stuck your hands up for touchdown and the ball fell flat or something. Just how close is this team to being where it needs to be?
1: We were watching closer. I always do that. They just don't work a lot of times. They just video the ones that work. So, um, you know, we had some coverages. We had some like the one to JJ where we're Audible and to a look and, you know, just, just barely missed it. So, that's kind of been the story of camp on the deep passing game, you know, just been there and just been a little bit off some days, and, and it was obviously not an explosive passing day, long play of whatever, 18, 20 yards, whatever it was. So, <clears throat> 22 yards, long completion of the day. So, we got to hit some of those, and, um, you know, otherwise we just got to run people out of it.
2: Been some reports about maybe Luke getting next week after Jackson got this week. Do you have any idea of what the plan is or is that still kind of unsettled?
1: No, that was the plan um, that they knew. Talked to both of them and just said, hey, this thing is so even, not really fair for us just to pick one um, because it's so even and we need to see you play. You know, we don't who's NFL. That's why they have preseason games. And so we said we were going to go... First with one today, and then first with the other one. Um, Luke will go first next Saturday, and I just didn't want to do the one game, one game thing, you know, because you know I wanted them to, to both play in both and both and both have a chance to start and both have a chance to come off the bench. Um, you know, this didn't go ideally in the second half, the way that we liked with those last two series with Jackson. Really was going to switch after the series with Jackson, but he threw the interception and. You know you guys have been around me i don't, I don't like pulling him after that. I wanted to give him another chance so that wasn't his last you know feeling of the day. Um, and then we didn't you know we weren't very efficient there, and you know the game ended. Coach got a lot of no, new coaches on your staff. How did the sideline operation communication with the press box, all that go today? you know? Kind of like the players, you know, some really good and some stuff to work on. Did not like the special teams stuff today at all. Um, You know, took penalties, didn't have guys out there. So, that was discouraging, and um, we got things to work on, players and coaches.
2: Lane, Kari Coleman with uh, eight tackles, five tackles uh, for loss and two sacks. Just watching him defensively, what was your assessment of him today?
1: Yeah, I thought he looked great. Um, Made a lot of explosive plays and really um, did some things rushing, which is what he had done before um, at TCU. So, uh, that was great to see. I thought our linebackers, which were the biggest question outside the quarterback on our team, um, played really well today, which was awesome to see. And that equivalent, everybody wants to see the quarterbacks play good, that equivalent defensively was the same thing. See the linebackers that are all basically new um, play really well. Coach, what did you think of uh, your defense overall, dovetailing off off of that given how they performed last year and just starting the season off pretty much with a bang? Yeah, I thought they played really well, um, especially with the the new parts. and we played conservative once we got up, which was the right thing to do. Uh, you know, and our and our D-line came through with some rushes, and we kept the ball in front of us, you know. To really was not many big plays, period, in the passing game e- either side. So uh, that was kind of the key once we got up, was as long as we don't give a big play, we're going we're gonna to be all right. And then again, we're, we're playing to win the game. So, you know, we're running the clock out on punt team, you know, with whatever, three and a half, four minutes. Um, and playing safe on defense to win the game, we're up by three scores. Uh, depth was up being talked about, especially on defense all camp, and it was kind of evident as quickly as you were rotating guys in and out that first half. Just kind of your eye test of how that went. I guess conditioning wise, how did everybody kind of come out from doing that? Seemed good. Um, now that's not, you know, a real ultimate test because that's a team huddling, um, playing really slow, and you know, a new offense, pro style. So you know, we're going to have much bigger tests um, from a conditioning standpoint and an offensive standpoint.
2: Going off that, a lot of rotation on the offensive line, a lot more than your past two years here. Is that just a product of having more bodies, or were you trying to test something out? Up no, front? One,
1: one was an injury with the left tackle that was out, and then he came back in, then he went out again. So, you know, that that's why there ended up being a double switch there. Anything else for Coach? Man, you're fast cutting. You're fast cutting them off today, huh? Obviously, first game back. But what'd you think about the crowd size today? Um, I mean, the energy seemed good. The walk was good. Um, you know, once I get into the game, especially with these new quarterbacks, I'm not really watching that much. So, um, it seemed like it was really good, um, especially the first half. You know, probably got bored in the second half. And I would too with our offense.
0: Two three let's go. Helmet
2: stickers. After every single game, just like we did last year, me and Brad hand out helmet stickers. Your first helmet sticker for players of the game for you starts with who?
0: Um, I'm probably gonna steal this one from you, but um Kari Coleman. Don't do uh, it! <laughs> dude, that dude is all over the place. He is he's kind of playing like that Jake Springer role, but he's actually better and faster. So um yeah, this dude was a baller, man. He he really, to me, is like that, okay, how do we replace Mark Robinson? Okay, boom. Kari Coleman is kind of that fly around. Like, dude was just everywhere making tackles. Um, really enjoyed watching him play. He's going to be a um, – should he even, he even rush the passer, which I know he did at TCU, rushed the passer and, and beat the tackle on a play and got a – I don't know if he got a sack or I know he was he in He did. There. He got a sack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, he had two sacks um, and, and five tackles for loss. So Yeah, uh, four of his yeah. first
2: five tackles were for
0: loss. Yeah, so he is a, um, yeah, I mean he's on all SEC pace already. Two sacks in the first game. He's on pace to, you know, whatever he's on pace to get um, twenty four sacks. So good for him. He's yeah, he's killing it. He gets my sticker. I just enjoy watching him play. That's the kind of effort you like to see, and you like to see that one guy that races out of the pack and makes the tackle, and that's him. I mean, he's Mark Robinson. I mean, those those are essentially an equal switch.
2: I mean, he's good and he's disruptive as Ole Miss was at times, along the line of scrimmage defensively. They didn't get their first sack, if you can believe it, until, like, the 240 mark in the third quarter. And Kari Coleman, he was credited after Watson got away from a pressuring Isaiah Aiton, but he was all over the field. He was everywhere, and he was living in the backfield. Um, he got another tra- sack when Troy was in plus territory and down 28-3. to three. But I'll give my first helmet sticker, since you stole Kari Coleman from me, to J.J. Pegues. He had a nasty sack on the next play after that sack of um, Coleman's when Olmus or when Troy was in plus territory and down 28 to 3. Uh, he was flagged for targeting and it was picked up. And thank God it was clean football murder. It was the perfect tackle in 2022 college football. He just smoked, smoked Troy's quarterback. Um, but he lived in the backfield. He looked like Poe to me.
0: Yeah, no, he's he he's got some some real juice. He's a a pretty big kid and a pretty good athlete, man.
2: And also threw up a land shark, threw up the fin. Jared Ivey did it later too. What if the hometown kid in J.J. Piggies from Oxford returned home to bring it back? Because I reported last year, Ole Miss, I mean, you hadn't seen this a lot from players in recent years. And Ole Miss, I reported it last year, is phasing out Tony. He's nowhere to be found. He's no more. And Juice led the walk of champions, and it was awesome. Dogs are the best. An on-field mascot has emerged completely organically. Dogs are awesome. Nothing beats a dog. Ole Miss could literally just have a golden retriever until the end of, of time named Juice in honor of Kiffin, who is already a top three coach in Ole Miss history, no matter what happens next. They'll always honor Lane Kiffin, no matter what happens next, wherever he ends up. Maybe that's Ole Miss. It doesn't matter. Ole Miss's decision, or Ole Miss's decision makers or people, listen to me. You literally have... Only, only have to replace the first juice with the second as they age out for infinity and beyond now. Don't have to worry about throwing out concepts, asking for hottie and toddy, these weird mascot ideas. No. This is dummy proof. It's pretty much impossible to mess this up. Just pick the next adorable golden retriever, lab, whatever it is. It's over now. Just another thing to thank Kiffin for. I don't know why I'm off on this. Anyway, your second helmet sticker.
0: Um, I think the obvious Zach Evans. Um, you know, first game, picking them he he was as advertised. Um, man, one thing one thing I've always talked about on on these podcasts is how to run the zone, how to run the inside zone, how to stick your foot in the ground and really hit it. Um, man, he really gets to that first line. That, that he gets to the first level pretty quick, and and he's he's actually a pretty strong kid, tough to tackle as well. So, um, strong legged kid, man, just, just looked awesome. And I mean, I I think I think he's He's the key to to uh, to really helping these quarterbacks out. Let's ride this kid, man. He's, he he's he should get twenty plus carries a game, if not twenty five. And let's let's see. He's I mean, he, you're hoping he's going to hit a home run or two a game. So he is he is as advertised. I mean, you're looking at a, a future pretty good NFL running back.
2: If you haven't already subscribed, review Talk of Champions in iTunes, and when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions, and Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance, and that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial group. Your Omas baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car? Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Ole Miss ran 73 plays. They ran 44 times. (laughs) 44 (laughs) of 73 on the ground. Zach had 20 for 130, along a 46. I did like that 46-yard gainer came after Jackson Dart finally completed his first pass. It was on third and 11, Troy dropped eight. Because when we talk about the quarterbacks, we can talk about the flashes. Because I did see the flashes. You did see a couple of them. On third and 11, Troy drops eight, and Dart found Mingo on a diving catch that the veteran Ole Miss wide receiver made for 16 yards. The next play was the 56-yard gainer by, or gainer by Zach Evans. And it felt like, like the first couple of plays or even first two series, that Ole Miss was dipping its toes in, kind of feeling its way through. It's a bunch of strangers. Oh, we think we know, but now we're in it together. Let's we got to figure this out, one common purpose here, and figure this out together. And that was the moment, that third and 11 completion. Because I'll be honest, the way it started, I was kind of like, oh, God, this looks too disjointed. I don't know how it comes together. But a big part of that is Jackson finally gets his first completion, and Zach Evans does what Zach Evans does, and that's be the best player on this roster.
0: Yep, no question.
2: Okay, nothing to add. You jerk. You're two down in the dumps the Sunday morning. Quinshawn Judkins is my helmet sticker, my second helmet sticker, 14 for 87 in a touchdown, average 6.2 yards per carry. I've seen him a little bit in the preseason, and every time I've seen him, i am going, oh, man, he looks really good. But he looks really good, Brad. He looks really good. How in God's name did a kid from Alabama that runs like this Get to Ole Miss and stay away from Alabama and Auburn. When Alabama and Auburn showed interest, I don't know, but thank God they didn't sign him because Quinshawn Judkins is RB two, and he every looks every bit the part. He looks like he could lead this backfield now. And Zach Evans is the best player on the roster.
0: Yeah, he he runs angry one and two. I mean, he's got some real juice. Like he's faster than than I even thought. I mean, he can really run, man. He <laughs> he is. Um, yeah, I don't know how he looks like an Alabama running back. He really does. He does. I mean he, Brian he,
2: Robinson-ish is a freshman, right? I mean he looks no, great. no
0: question. No question. Dude is good. I've been I've been howling him since I flicked on that that those highlight tapes in high school when we first got him. He is um yeah, he's phenomenal. He's a good player. I mean, he he did not look like a freshman. I can tell you no, that right now.
2: No. Cause that's why we're so we're we're kind of pushing the quarterbacks. You know, the whole the quarterback's gotta be good because behind Zach Evans is Quinn Sean Judkins and then Ulysses Bentley and then Kentrell Bullock. There were times when Ole Miss would love to have just one of them. Never forget in Ole Miss's 10-3 season that Eli took him to the Cotton Bowl but lost to Memphis and Texas Tech in the same season. Who was the lead running back? I liked him a lot. It was Tremaine Turner. Would Tremaine Turner be top two in this running back backfield? No. And then you look across the board. Wide receivers too. Jalen Robinson didn't have a particularly memorable game, but Trigg was four for 28. Mingo was three for 26. It's just Jordan Watkins, two for 20. This roster is built to win now. It's just about the quarterbacks catching up because the passing game just didn't have a lot of rhythm. I mean, you could see the tools. Darts more advanced than Crow was at this stage of his development. The problem is he's going to have to have real growing pains in this roster as currently constructed is Stetson Bennett levels of game management to legitimately compete for the college football playoff. And the schedule being soft, at least provides you some uh, runway to figure it out. All right, your last helmet sticker goes to who?
0: All right, I'm going to go one off. It wasn't a stats day for him, but if you actually flicked on the game and watched him throughout the game, um, he has potential to be really big time. He was open a lot. He was, he. there should have been a deep ball hit to him that was underthrown. I'm going J.J. Henry um you've been waiting for this one <laughs> dude so I've, been, I've been i've been howling some jj henry man that kid is pretty tough to guard out there i just think you know in time once the ball is um you know once we get a good confident quarterback in there that, that, that can deliver it he, he's gonna have some pretty big stats man he is awesome he he should have called a long touchdown but the ball was a little bit underthrown there so he is yeah he's tough step. to guard Watch him, just watch him run his routes out there. He didn't get the ball, but he he saw some people up out there. That's
2: what I'm saying. If the trigger man was as up to speed or at the same place as the rest of the roster, yesterday would have been 66 to 14. Yeah, it's been something crazy. Because, yeah, J.J. Henry, that throw in the end zone, he had a step, and that's a tough throw. That's a next-level throw. But if you fashion yourself a next-level quarterback, you make that throw. And um, it was just a little underthrown. But if you fit it in there, he was there. And I I feel like this is sacrilegious to say. And I feel like a lot of people are going to listen to this and roll the shit out of their eyes. He has some Elijah Moore to him. Because I didn't think Elijah Moore is a freshman, and I know J.J.'s in his second season. But as a freshman, I didn't look at Elijah and go, oh, yeah, that kid's got NFL written all over him. He was a little bit undersized. He had to grow. route three had to expand. Second year, he took some steps, but he really didn't take off to that junior year because when Lane Kiffin got here, he looked around his roster and said, all right, which one of my guys is my guy? Oh, obviously him. It's not like Elijah had done that to that point. He became Elijah Moore under Lane Kiffin. I can see J.J. Henry very similarly to Elijah Moore. I'm not going to say he's going to finish like him, I'm not saying he's going to be a record setting wide receiver at Old Miss. But can he be really friggin' productive? Yes. Yeah, can he no, be a next got, level player? Juice. Yes. He's got, he's some got real juice. He's he got
0: some exactly. real juice, man. He really does. He just he's kind of growing into it and he, you know, he's getting better. His, his arrow is pointing up, and that's what you want to see.
2: Exactly. There's a reason why when Jalen Robinson was missing practices with injury in fall camp, that Lane Kiffin went into the training room and said, Jalen, hey man, do you still got a red shirt year? Because J.J. Henry's starting. He's balling out right now. <laughs> and he kind of showed. I mean, you see why. There's not that much of a difference as far as the route tree, the talent. The one big difference is the experience between Jalen Robinson and J.J. Henry, which is surprising to me. But, again, this is one-game observations. Everything could change in a week's time. We don't know. But since we're given uh, our last helmet stickers, it looks like, to returning players, Taishim Johnson, my dude, who was ranked – among the highest or maybe the highest-ranked kid a couple of recruiting cycles ago, signed by Ole Miss. He's a four-star. Coming out of Philadelphia, 12 total tackles to lead the team, six solos, one tackle for loss. And we're not talking about him. Even in everybody's post-game coverage, I don't know about any other sites or newspapers or anything, but we're not talking enough about how good Taishim Johnson is. It feels like, and it can't feel with, well, let's talk about Aysheem Young and the Darius Tennyson and Miles Battle and DeAndre Print. How is this guy getting forgotten? This is an NFL player, and he played at an NFL level. It's like if Tony Conner was on this roster and everybody just kind of forgot. I feel like Tysheem Johnson has that kind of potential before Tony, of course, got hurt. And look at him. He leads the team in tackles. Now, do you want that from your safety? Not necessarily, but in a 3-3-5, three, three, it's okay, especially when he's not afraid to come down to the line of scrimmage and make plays, and that's exactly what he did.
0: Yeah, Tysheem Johnson, man, he's been awesome. He He looked awesome yesterday he's taken that leap in year two. We just, I mean, our defense, man, it's, it's fun to have a decent defense. It really is. I mean, this defense is, is very, very serviceable, very athletic. Um, guys can run. I mean, it's in considering some of the guys we lost to, I mean, we lost, you know, three really, really good players and man, we really haven't skipped a beat and we almost, we almost looked a little better yesterday. I mean, it's just kind of, kind of odd to say, but, um, man, it's just a solid, solid defense that can kind of fly around, and Tysheem Johnson's one of, the, one of the leaders over there.
2: Ole Miss had 27 Rebels make their debut in the win over Troy. That's an absurd number. And we get kind of caught up talking about all the new, but how can you not with numbers like that? Don't forget the Tysheem Johnsons. If this team is going to go where we think they can go, outside of the obvious, the quarterback, it's these returning players, like a who who were emerging last year, stepping up to an all-league caliber performance. If that guy goes out there and averages double-digit tackles per game, he's going to be all-league, 100% all-league, considered one of the best safeties in this league, and he'll go into his junior year as a high-end potential NFL draft pick. Right? Does he look like a top-two-round guy, three-round?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, I think he's, he's certainly going to be in the, in that conversation. Um, you know, it, it's just tough to tell with, with guys in the secondary. I, I'm pretty good at, at identifying corners just because I know that that position is pretty premium. It's just hard to tell with safeties, man. I mean, it all depends on scheme and what, what, team, how teams see him fit. But yeah, I mean, he's certainly, dude, he's a, he's a degum, really good tackler. So I, I would assume he's going to be a, a, um, a pretty good NFL prospect.
2: Well, it's time as it is every week. For Brad's big thing.
0: We're going three. One, two, three. Let's go. Brad's big thing.
2: Brad, what is your one big thing from Ole Miss's 28 to 10 win over Troy on Saturday?
0: You know, I think, you know, I don't, I mean, this is going to be obvious. It has to do with the quarterbacks, but, you know, where do we go from here? Where, what do we do? Um, you know, where does, where does Kiffin go game plan wise after he's seen him out there live in a game? What it, what, it, where does he think is best for this team? You know, do, do, do we go, do we keep, do we keep Dart in there and just, just roll with it? Or do we just say, hey, you know, let's protect these quarterbacks and let's ride these running backs, man? I sent this to, to Todd, a text to Todd Wade. Me and him always text about, you know, some football stuff, but just, hey, let's ride these running backs, man. Um, you know, that I, I think this is, if we're going to have success this year and get where we want to go. Let's take it off the quarterbacks. Let's really, really run the ball, and it'll be interesting to see from here. Um, you know, I know everybody, everybody, else will be watching the same thing. You know, what what do we do? You know, what does I think we kind of saw where we are quarterback. We just need some developing there. You know, how does how does Lane when we get into a real game? Kentucky, a a um, Alabama and Auburn. You know, what does the game plan look like? Are we going to be taking shots? You know, tons of shots downfield, or do we really line up? And let's let, let's try to control this game and run the ball. Um, that's kind of my thing. That's that's right. that's what I'm going to be interested to see going forward. You know, that's the, Where where does Ole Miss go from here? You know, what what what? How do we build this team? Um, you know, or, or how, how are we going to try to game plan to win these games? So it'll be interesting to see.
2: Well, let's rapid ra- let's rapid fire. I can't talk this morning. I'm sorry. Let's rapid fire. We were supposed to do this last night. Let's rapid fire letter grade Ole Miss's performance. All right, before we answer these mailbag questions of all Ole Miss fans. Quarterbacks, give me a letter grade c running backs
0: a plus
2: wide receivers uh b offensive line
0: uh well man we rushed for freaking two or something yards so i'm gonna give them a b plus um yeah, know there's still some i think the only reason why you give them B plus is because the center i mean the, the center where there's some few bad snaps you can't have that and um you know, there, there there were some times where where we where we had a few lost lost yardage plays, but you know, all in all, O line was solid. There's nothing to complain about there.
2: Yeah, I, I get why Eli Acker, outside of the obvious, Jalen or Jaden Williams, gotta keep messing up today. Jaden Williams emerging during fall camp. I get now why Eli Acker was rotating with Caleb at center and um, Mason, because you're trying to find the best five, and if snaps are going to be a problem, well, that's got to stop. All right, um, tight ends.
0: Tight ends were. I mean, they they were solid. It's hard to tell because the they were they ran the ball good. So you know, I see you give them a B plus with the O line, but you know, there really wasn't a ton of throwing opportunities. Trig had a had a nice catch in there. Um, you know, the, the, they're going to kind of kind of run hand in hand with the quarterback. You're hoping the quarterback's delivering a little bit better in the passing game to give them some more opportunities. But you know, how Trig had had four catches or so. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's tight ends are B B plus. Defensive line. Defensive line was was pretty disrupt, disruptive. I, I need to. I want to see more in the pass rush, though. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, it just you, you want to see a little bit more pressure in the pass rush. Even though I don't know if it was Troy, we got some pressure in the interior, or whatever. But yeah, you know, I want to see them DNs beating beaten up on some Troy tackles a little better. So I mean, I give them a B.
2: That's surprising. A little lower than I
0: expected. Linebackers. Linebackers got to be a good. little
2: higher than we expected.
0: Yeah, I, I was not, dude. Um, Troy, I think it's Troy Brown's his name, right? The first yes. name. Yeah, I, was, it, and I don't,
2: I don't fault anybody, including Brad, out there
0: who struggle with names. Considering
2: twenty seven Rebels made their debut against Troy.
0: No, I call, I, I, I learn everybody by their last name, and that's it. Like that's just how, that's a football thing. Like I, even in the NFL, everybody was by their last. I was even by my last name. So I'll Sal doesn't why.
2: roll off the tongue, though.
0: Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's what you. That's what hey, you Sal. Know.
2: Sal number seventy. Yeah. What, what number were you? What were you as a tight end? Did they? Did you get to pick your tight end number?
0: 85 yeah
2: i knew you were 85 did you get to pick it
0: um what's up what's was available Ben? so oh, hey we got you are fighting with wide receivers too you're just hoping you're not in the 40s and right. also it's Corey peterson yeah we'll take it i love okay
2: Corey. all right linebackers what's the grade
0: linebackers b plus
2: we're getting higher marks than i expected here cornerbacks
0: corner solid um i'm in Got the interception,
2: plus, but Miles' battle was beat. It was B
0: plus. It's it. it's hard. It's hard to get. It's hard to get A's. We don't get B plus. Is, is a good top grade. It's a solid day. Safeties. That's an A. Yeah, safeties are an A. Safeties, safeties on defense and running backs on offense get the A of the day.
2: You know who else gets an A? Jonathan Cruz at kicker. Solid. His first three kickoffs. I I, don't, I didn't keep. I quit keeping track. His first three kickoffs. All touchbacks made his extra points. My guy was swaggy, Fraser, what uh, whatever his name, the punter, the Australian punter. He was good too. We didn't have to even endure any of the keg leg stuff.
0: Charlie, so what is Corey Coleman? Is he is he identified as a running back? Is he identified? Sorry, not running back. Is he identified as a, as a linebacker or safety? Linebacker. Yeah, but he's like all he literally played safety, linebacker, and DN in this
2: game. No, no, he like um he's a converted defensive
0: end, but he was playing some safety. Yeah, but he, he had his hand in the dirt and rushed the passer Ben Yeah, got a sack inverted edge from TCU. So so. The, 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 my question is, does his freaking unreal performance does it does it boost everybody's grade? <laughs> or I mean, I, I saw him, I saw him play linebacker, I saw him play DN, and I saw him play a little bit of like overhang safety. I mean it was he was like kind of all over the place. Um you have yeah, to pick so.
2: one who's the player of the game, Kari or Zach?
0: Um, I'm gonna give it to Kari. Just because he was such a. I mean, that's a great performance, man. Do you realize t- five, five TFLs and two sacks? I mean, that's <laughs> damn. That's good. That's that's, <laughs> a, that's like that's like that's like real good. So, um, you know, you add that up times twelve, he's on pace to get you know twenty four sacks and whatever sixty freaking TFLs. So, I mean, obviously that's not gonna happen, but you know that's a, that's a good start to a <laughs> to a old Miss career there.
2: Let's just give an offensive MVP to Zach Evans and the defensive MVP to Kari Coleman, just to be fair.
0: I, th- I think you could – yep, you could you could pretty much – anybody that watched the game is going to say that.
2: At the end of the day, an overwhelmingly positive passing grade, but the second half was shit offensively. It was terrible. That's what the takeaway is. And the quarterbacks – I mean, everyone knew this. When did they make the decision? I, I don't know. I mean, do you make it in Atlanta? Do you make it – by Kentucky. I don't know if they even have a timeline here. I, I I genuinely now believe. I thought a lot of it was smoke and mirrors. I really did. Now I genuinely believe that Lane Kiffin is being pretty truthful, if not completely truthful, when he says, I haven't made a true decision yet. I can get it. I yeah. get
0: it. It's kind of funny how, all, like, the <laughs> it was should such, be like, it, was, it was, it was this crazy push of like people, like, yeah, darts a starter. I knew it the whole time. Like, I knew it ain't even it. been close. It's, it is what it, Like, it, people are crazy talking about start. Like, no, it's, it's truly what Kiffin's been saying. He don't know. Like, and you saw it. You I mean, you saw it this Saturday. I mean, it, it's, you know, nobody's making this stuff up. It's just what we've been told. And, um, you had this overwhelming like, yeah, Dart's been at the whole time. Like, you know, people just talking all the crap. No, 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 man. I think that you kind of saw this Saturday. We're still undecided here. Um, he's he, he's who you hope. He's who I'm hoping. I mean, I, I've been on it the whole time. Like, man, I mean, he story. should be right yeah. he, I mean, he should be, yeah, he talent, should wise. be. talent wise talent yeah. wise he should be but um you know the, the, we'll see we'll see going forward and it's such a funny spot for us to be in a year later like last year we were like man we need some wide receivers man we 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 need some more production out of the running backs hey you know we're guys right. can you imagine if Matt Corral
2: had the 2016 defense you know
0: man okay. Matt yeah yeah Matt Corral freaking his first year or two he's playing he's having to score 80 to even <laughs> even lose by two
2: yeah. You have to He's count on really a missed extra point from Kentucky to beat them in Lexington.
0: Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> man, it just, that's, there's, that's all Miss for you, man. Like we're, we got everything now in place and now we're, we're starting over at quarterback. So, um, fun stuff. It'll be good. it will be fun to watch this year go out. I mean, I, I think talent wise is we should be very encouraged there. And you know, we, we know that Kiffin's building a heck of a roster here. Um, You know, and and quarterbacks will either get better and play well and and step up, or I think Kiffin will go find one of those too.
2: Let's open the mail back to answer your questions around this out. The
1: mail's here.
0: You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, Keep it up, movies are great.
2: Open up the listener mailbag to answer your questions after Ole Miss beat Troy to open the 2022 season, 28 to 10. We'll start with Talobal for you both. Who's your favorite newcomer after game one?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, I think Coleman. Coleman was my guy after that. <laughs> watching him fly around, man, like he was, um, he was awesome. He really was cool. Um, he was fun to watch. I, I, I just enjoy watching the good defensive ball. I mean, yeah, I like. I like when guys used to kind of that's why I like Mark Robinson so much last year, man. They just fly around. It just looks good. It really does. It just looks it's fun to watch.
2: Quinshawn Judkins, it was love at first, just devastating hit for him. When he made his first plow bulldozing over an opposing player, I was like, I'm in. I'm all the way in.
0: Yeah, I've been I've been in on that, though. Like, that's just that, – that that was like – that was as expected, you know. I, I, I
2: know, but to see it against non-Olimus players just hit different,
0: you know. Bari <laughs> Coleman, I just didn't know he was that kind of player. Like, I just knew, hey, he's a good transfer from TCU, did well there, but like – Injured his hit. second year, can he find <laughs> it again? No. Yeah, to see him, like, flying around, like, I mean, just super fast and just like tra- – oh, man, that was fun to watch.
2: Showboat McKee, what are Brad's thoughts on the performance of the offensive line?
0: I thought they were solid, you know, just like anything, you got to clean up the snaps, um, you know, but anytime you go out there and average six yards of carry and run for 266 yards, I mean, come on, like what, what more can you ask for? So um, thought protection was there. I mean, I thought, you know, the very few times that they, they get to the, our quarterbacks and um, you know, all in all a good day, you know, they'll, they'll keep cleaning up stuff. O line takes, it takes a little bit, you know, you want to get out there, get some games on your belt for the, for the season and, I think I think they're they're a serviceable line. It was it was cool to see Jaden Williams in there, as I said on the pod last time, um, starting the left tackle. And he, he yeah, I wrote long.
2: about it too, Brad. You, you don't have to try to slip in your little humble brag. Okay, all right, <laughs> all
0: right. Oh, it's fine. It.
2: GT Reb, would Brad mind coaching the offensive line the remainder of the season? He would take that job tomorrow.
0: Yeah, it'd be fun. I actually got a chance to meet the online line coach really like him a lot. Um
2: so I like Jake Light. He's a good dude. He's actually yeah. a really dynamic recruiter for so little experience leading an SEC or high-level room. And well, so- he's got a
0: he's been great he's he's one of those levy types, man. He just and John David Baker's like this as well. He's a good dude. Like you can approach him, talk to him. He doesn't do like the whole coach speak. You know what I mean? Like that's what's cool about that's what makes these guys get recruiters. Like, when they're not BSers and, you know, the whole, like, goofy coach speak, those are just those guys are just cringeworthy. But, yeah, he's just a good dude. Like, hey, he likes talking ball, you know, whatever. He just – yeah, he's, he's he's got a really, really bright future.
2: So, you're saying when you get recruited by a coach, you said, hey, listen, you don't have to be blood to be family. I'm not knocking Matt Luke. I just always thought that that line was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> was oh, okay. man. Showboat that. McKee, are either of you troubled by the lack of explosive passing plays? Yes. I think we've established that. Or was that expected for the most part, given the situation at quarterback? That's a good question. I don't think it was necessarily expected. Otherwise, they don't come out with those kind of big throws to start.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's Troy, man. Like, we're playing, you you would think you're going to hit one, you know, and and we had one big one. We had some guys wide open that were not really wide open, but like had a good step. Like last year, those are probably Mingo probably scores and Henry probably, we probably hit two at least um easy throws so i i don't know man it, i'm hoping this was just the first game kind of thing but it's kind of it's kind of is what 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 it's been what, what what they've said it is you know it's just that they're, they're developing quarterbacks it is what it is
2: jonathan mingo got his first rushing touchdown they're utilizing him it was a pass behind the line of scrimmage from Dart to mingo and he went in. he actually beat two guys to the corner to the pylon they're utilizing him just like they used Ontario. We kind of knew that was happening, but it was fun to see because Jonathan Mingo, if he can stay healthy, can do exactly what Ontario did. He can't meet Elijah as far as – they're not in any way any kind of the same receiver. But Ontario, that's exactly what they can get out of him. They just named Mingo to stay healthy. All right, Showboat McKee. Golly, you're all over the place, Showboat. Bunch of questions. Thank you. Assuming the quarterback play remains somewhat the same and the running game is the star of the offense this season, which we expected. That's me adding that. Th- that was expected. But anyway. Showboat McKee, does that, does that change the outlook on the season as far as wins and losses?
0: No. Right. I mean, we're right where we said we were. I'm, I'm still seven or eight. I mean, I'm going to stay there. I'm not changing it um, until I see a quarterback go in there and, and step up in a game and, and really, um, you yeah, know, really look like they're on the, on the next level right now. I mean, I just don't see us going in a big game with these quarterbacks and and then being able to throw, you know, throw us to a victory if if needed. So um, you know, we got to get to where we're serviceable there because even if our run game's great and we're one-dimensional, I've, I've been on teams like this before where, you know, they're just going to hone in on your run game and, and force you to throw. And, you know, can our guys make the throws? Um, you know, you know m- maybe they soften up the coverage. Maybe they play you more man, stack the box, because they assume you can't hit the balls. Get, I mean, are these guys going to step up and do it? I don't know. We'll see.
2: <sighs> Look, I went into it. Trying to lower my expectations. The text chain with me and Brad, I I was a little amped yesterday. I was hyped up. I'm not going to lie.
0: You were were loving this team, and I'm like, what are you seeing? seeing?
2: Well, I just – I don't know. Maybe it was just the return of football. I was just in a good mood, I guess. There's just things I really love about this team. I love running backs, man. I love balling-ass running backs, okay? And they gave me exactly what I wanted. But then, as the second half-trick on, I went, ah, this kind of (laughs) sucks. This kind of sucks right now. But we'll see. Um, I feel like the question is, has the floor changed? That's what it is to me. That's what the question is. Has the floor changed?
0: No, the floor is the same, dude. This team's way same. too talented not to win seven and the, the schedule's agree. so bad. Like we're gonna win seven games. Yeah, exactly. Game. I, I feel um, like the
2: floor is seven or eight wins, and that was the floor going in, and that is the floor coming out. It's still seven or eight. And that's fine. Um, I just want them to meet their ceiling, which is through the frigging roof if they can get a quarterback to be Solid enough, Mike Hilton fan. Any reason to why the second half was such a letdown? Did they let their foot off the gas? Well, like Lane Kiffin said, I can answer that real quick. Lane Kiffin said they they hadn't gotten much from the passing game, so they're up twenty eight to three. If they were up twenty eight to three against Texas A and M, who didn't look all that great Saturday, or LSU, or Auburn, or even Alabama, that would never happen. But if they were, they would have run the ball because that was what was working. But he wanted to see if Jackson Dart could get into a rhythm because you see more flashes turn into actual production and that didn't happen. Rambling Rebel, got what I kind of expected. Offensive play, calling didn't need to be fancy. Dart went out for a solid first outing. Do we get Altmire out of the gate for UCA, then Luke LK chooses his quarterback before the Georgia Tech game, or throwing Dart again? We kind of established that. Um, the question, I think, is when do they make a decision? Is it Georgia Tech, or is it Kentucky, or is this thing going to be something we deal with for a month and a half? You got to know by Halloween, right? <laughs>
0: yeah um, that's what's crazy like it it could just keep going I mean it could it could just always play the hot hand but at some point we're just going to have to stick with what we got and say hey our strength is obviously in the running game let's just let's make the throws easier for the quarterback and let's live and die by the run I mean let's let, let's really pound the run let's you know let's get these these really good playmakers at wide receiver the ball in their hands on shorter stuff and you know, let's try to control the game in that sense. You know, we could get to that point. You're hoping not. I mean, that's, that's not what you want. You, know, you want a, a well-rounded team that can do it all. But, you know, at some point, as the coach, Lane's going to sit down and say, hey, this is what we are and this is our best chance to win a game and let's, let's ride, ride what we think is our best player.
2: I was surprised by how many people asked me if Kincaid Dent could ultimately be a factor in this. But now, before the game, I'd have laughed, their face, laughed in their faces. I'd have looked at him and said, how dare you? Now it's not as far fetched as it otherwise would have been. It's not gonna happen. It's still far fetched to me. But now I kind of see it. I okay, maybe. Maybe because yesterday was just not inspiring at all. If you were looking for overwhelming positives for the Ole Miss quarterbacks. All right, let's go to Twitter real quick. Hunter Kennenberg, Brad's thoughts on the O line, particularly in Pass Pro. So what do you think about them in Pass Pro? Because that was one of the issues. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought they were fine. Um, you know, there was a few few little times where they slipped through. Um, but, I mean, for the, for the most part, these quarterbacks have plenty of time to make throws. Um, you know, they're – you know, it, 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 that, that that can always improve. Pass pro can always improve. It's tough to be perfect at it. But we had plenty of time. I mean, we're we definitely not, not going to be nitpicking the, the pass pro. I thought it was it was okay. There was, there was some – there was a few that probably need to be cleaned up. But I don't think it was – I don't think it was anything physically, um, you know, that, that, that looked to be, to be bad. So that, that's it can always be cleaned up, you know, technical and stuff.
2: Buzz 83, Brad, what are your thoughts on accurate center and Brooks at right guard? Or would you stick with Caleb Warren?
0: I don't know, man. And I'll, I'll say this when I went to that scrimmage, I went to a couple, couple scrimmages this year, but that, that, the, the, I almost mentioned it whenever I saw him the one day, um, the O line, the one day, you know, the snaps were, you know, there was way too many, just like, high snaps in a row wait till me say yes yeah, so that i don't know man we got to get that figured out though that's that's a really tough deal you know all it takes is one or two and 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 the game can be thrown so um yeah i i think that you know really they need to go with whoever can actually snap the ball but um more accurately so he, he, i don't know they're gonna figure that combination out um you know he, i think warren could be fine he's a good player he's a good blocker a good player he just got to I get the snaps, snaps down. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm, I'm going to watch it a little closely over the next couple of weeks and I'll have a better opinion. At
2: OLM Stet Inc., I was watching Stetson Bennett destroy Oregon. Me too. My God. And I can't help but think we sort of have a Stetson Bennett on our team named Kincaid Dent. Question. Can Dent start for another SEC team not named Ole Miss? Huh.
0: I don't know, man. Stetson Bennett's out there with 55 five-stars. Um I mean it, it's just it's hard to even even compare that. I mean you could put put in, it's like Alabama every year. I mean you could put anybody in their quarterback and there's just so much talent there. I mean it but doesn't, Kincaid doesn't didn't you. start
2: any other teams in the SEC though?
0: Vanderbilt, I, yes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how been do, quarterback actually. How do we uh, listen, here's the thing. This whole right. Kincaid thing. How <laughs> are we forming an opinion on him? We've never, never seen,
2: seen him make it. Make it so- like
0: he's like this at this point. He's his mythical character that people assume that I guess we've seen him versus Alabama and he looked good for a series or something. I don't know. I mean, King, yeah, his ball looks good coming out of his hand. He's playing against the fours and threes in practice. When I see him every time, he looks great. I mean, he's I, holding
2: I extra point kicks.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, dude, what I love them at this point. Do I think they should put him in there? Why not? Hell, why not? I mean, he's a mythical character at this point. I mean, you have the Jackson, the Jackson crew is on this kid. I mean, they they want this kid in there. So see, um, wouldn't the reverse of that? I'm sorry to interrupt. I feel like I've interrupted you too much. Forgive me. But wouldn't the reverse of that
2: be that you all saw Jackson Dart and Luke Altmeyer yesterday? And there was nothing particularly inspiring about it. We're not knocking them. Again, we think they could both be good quarterbacks, specifically Dart in this offense, but they're in a developmental stage while the roster that is surrounding them is ready to win a championship, whatever that championship is. Maybe just let's focus on Atlanta. I feel like this team would be an Atlanta contender, truly an Atlanta contender with a quarterback that was not in his developmental stage. Maybe we all thought that Jackson Dart was a little further along because he played games at USC last year. He still has not found his footing at Ole Miss to truly feel comfortable to be Jackson Dart. So when you look around and you see that game, and you consider all the circumstances and know that Lane Kiffin, who we all think is one of the most brilliant offensive minds in college football, and he hasn't put him in this competition, knowing that what he has and the rest of the team, shouldn't that be a tell, right? And I mean, then here, here's tell. what's
0: funny. Here's what's funny, Ben. So you have the whole crowd out there that anytime anybody ever questions Lane Kiffin, they freak out. But it's some of the same people that are saying, "Why isn't Dent getting a shot? Are you telling me that Lane Kiffin is seeing this kid in practice and?" we have a great quarterback that he's just refusing to put in there. It just doesn't happen. Is that, is that what we're saying? Okay. okay. Yeah, I guess just... so. I guess I get that. But those are the same people that will question you. If you question Lane, they're mad. But what we do have this kid that is playing with the threes that he refuses to put in, that's likely a Heisman candidate. Come on. <laughs> just... Wake me up when this is over, please.
2: Uh, at Dega Omega, why did Jackson Dart make me feel like Luke will end up winning the job?
0: Um, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's, it was just kind of a blah day. It wasn't, I mean, we it was just, blah. He he hits on two of those throws and he throws for two fifty and three touchdowns. He just, I don't know. He fixes, you know, fixes a few of those deep ball throws and maybe, maybe we're okay. But I don't know. I mean, we're, we're just coming off a year where we saw a quarterback with in a game like this and have 300 yards by halftime. That's the, that's the problem.
2: Yeah. You know, and this, in this starter didn't even get half of that.
0: Yeah, this starter looked about as good as the Troy starter. I mean, this would be real. The Troy starter actually outperformed him. So. Because
2: he's tenured. He's played. He's played. And that's, why, that's what you need to focus this on. The quarterbacks are in a developmental stage. The rest of the roster is not. Forrest Crumby at Forrest Crumby. Should I be as worried as I feel right now? However, running game looked great.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I what's funny is like I kinda like I almost felt like I knew this was coming. Dart's only hope in this game was to come out and just throw for five touchdowns and <laughs> and four hundred yards. And even if he did that, they'd have been like, Oh, it was only Troy. We'll see what he does next. Like he he was in a he was in a real loose loose situation. Like a performance like this I knew was gonna bring like the we are almost worried crowd out. Um
2: but we're a part we're, of that, dude. Come uh, on. I,
0: well, here's the thing like I I
2: let's not <laughs> pretend
0: like we didn't take some
2: of this stuff to each other.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. I said seven or eight wins because of this reason. Because of this reason. Because of where we are right now. Like, this is just what we are this year. Until we until we can get down the line and get this thing developed, we're a very talented team on paper that I think is a year away. I've said it 35 times over the last five months. If you polled 100
2: Ole Miss fans and said, which Ole Miss quarterback, Luke Altmyer or Jackson Dart, could throw you, throw Ole Miss – to a win in the SEC right now, I think it would be an even
0: split. <laughs> I really do. Uh, they, would, they would, say Dart. Because I mean,
2: he it, would get a plurality, but we're not talking about an overwhelming majority here.
0: Yeah, we, we're hoping, you're hoping, Dart. Yeah, you really, it, it needs based to, off talent wise, based yeah, off talent. Yeah,
2: Jason Rimbert, are you overly concerned with the quarterback play? Overly concerned, or just one game? Well, I wanted to see more.
0: I don't know. Uh, I'm not concerned. I mean, I, I'm not concerned in the sense of like, you know, I, I, this is what I expected. Like, it really is. Like, it's a, we're breaking in new quarterbacks. I mean, and people say, oh, well, you know, Corral's first game, this is what this is what his stats were. Well, Corral's first I game. I said
2: that. I literally started the podcast with that.
0: Yeah, Ben says that. Well, look who his offensive coordinator was. Like, what did Corral like in his first game with Kiffin? Okay, pull, pull those. I, that, stats. That's pull those why it's stats dangerous
2: up. to just pull numbers and just use numbers to fit an argument. Because I almost argued with myself. Well, hold on, Ben. Now, hold on. Yeah,
0: then. Matt Crowell, Rich Rodriguez's offense. This is what he threw for. Well, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no crap. He threw for ninety something yards and uh, and and you know whatever. But what he like in Kiffin's first game? Yeah. Okay, he, he lit up. Different. He lit it on fire. So, um, yeah.
2: But it but it does you know help the fan who might not be feeling great today. You know. Not dwell on the uh, overwhelming negative or the lack of inspiring confidence. Crypto God thirty two at Young Metaverse is Judkins RB two now. Yes, yes. Man,
0: Judkins Juck, Judkins and Evans are are RB one duo. Like those dudes are good ball players. You can throw either one of them in there, and you're gonna get some pretty good production. Those dudes these are ballers.
2: I think we said in February that Ole Miss was better, had a better running back room than last year. Which it's is, not even close. Not even close.
0: I mean, it ain't – it's not even the same I – mean, it, it's not even uh, – I mean, it ain't – Henry
2: Parrish started for Miami yesterday, and I didn't think about him until that I scrolled across my newsfeed. on the Spirit he, he, of, Spirit He really – Does it okay? He wouldn't start over either one of those two. I would contend that he's no better than Ulysses Bentley. And Ulysses Bentley touched the ball as a running back twice, twice, only twice Saturday.
0: Yeah, they he looked great versus the team room. Team.
2: Yeah. All right. King Reb, how worried should we be about the offense?
0: Um, I don't think, I, I'm not worried because I, because my, my, I guess my comfort lies in the amount of talent we have and Kiffin's getting paid 7 million or whatever he's getting paid. I think he's going to be able to figure it out on, on what, what situations are best for this group of players. You know, if it happens to be, we're not a great quarterback team this year, then hell we better be a good running and, and and getting the getting the ball, you know, distributed in, in other ways. So I think he's he's going to be good enough to figure it out. And you know, it's not like Dart doesn't have the talent to make some of these throws. He's going to he's going to hit on them, and he'll get more comfortable. Um, but but what I see in my head is it, what I always picture when I'm thinking about the quarterbacks is, hey, how do they look on the road at AM in that environment? How they look on the road at LSU in that environment? How are we going to look on the road to Arkansas in that environment? Like, b- wrap your head around that. That's, that's, where I, that's what I see coming. You know, Troy, Central Arkansas, all this, like, that, that's nothing. In my head, I judge them. I think, hey, what, how are these guys going to look when we go into that, that environment? And to me, whew, man, we, we, got, we got some work to do. That's why uh, in my head I'm thinking seven, <laughs> seven eight wins.
2: D, Herbo, 824, how much of our offense was hidden for Troy Seemed like we had a limited playbook, and how he thought Dart did. Well, we've covered the Dart part. Did they have a limited p- playbook against Troy?
0: I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I've never played in a game like that where we were just like all out. I mean, you're putting your base stuff. You, you want to see them, you know, execute on a lot of your base stuff better. That's that's what I think Lane's disappointed. It's like, hey, you know, we're running our base plays. We should be able to out talent these guys. We should have hit more you know, if you're going full game plan, you know, you're probably adding more. So when you're when you're facing a team like an Alabama Auburn, man, you really add a lot of stuff that's really, really, you know, key for them. And, you know, you're trying to really get them off the mark because you know their talent's going to be better than yours. So you're really trying to do things to confuse them. More so like a Troy, you're hoping you can line up and run, you know, your, your five best run plays, you know, your, your 15, 16 best, you know, route concept. You know, you, you should be able to just com- continually repeat – the same plays from different formations, and and pretty much beat them talent wise. So, um, yeah, we certainly are going to probably have a much better game plan when we face the, the 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 bigger, better teams.
2: Only a few more here, Swag Kelly. When the coach has to worry about calling plays to see what the quarterbacks can do instead of just calling plays to win the game, how does that affect the rest of the team?
0: Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he he did say that he did say in the second half he was going to tr- want to throw more just to kind of see um you know that's just the luxury of playing these games you know that's why they pay these teams so much money to come play them you know it gives them a chance to to kind of kind of do stuff like that whereas when you're facing Auburn or one of these other teams the quarterback's sucking like that and your run game's killing it you're gonna keep running it you're not gonna care what the stats or what you're trying to do but right now you know in some of these games you know yesterday honestly if we come out in the second half and decide to run the ball we probably actually do went 45 to three and you know, it, 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 you're not, we're not even talking about this today. And, you know, you just say, hey, the run game was working, didn't really need to throw the ball. And, you know, he could have done that. Lane could have done that. But he wanted to see what these guys got because he knows down the road, hey, it's going to matter to to know what how, you know, wh- what point in the passing game we can execute.
2: Rebels six, to wrap us up, who was Chad Kelly? Oh, gosh, who was Chad Kelly calling a liar repeatedly in his Instagram live post game when saying you call yourself a running team? I assume Lane Kiffin, but – Listen, I've called Chad Kelly the best quarterback in Ole Miss history, and I stand by that to this day. But for Chad, who I think a lot of, to question the character or the decision-making of Lane Kiffin and call him a liar, I mean, dude cost himself an NFL starting job because he dressed up as Troy after getting hammered on Halloween. So it is what it is. I mean, I – Chad needs to chill, but also, why are we caring about Instagram live from Chad Kelly after Ole Miss's first game? Chad hadn't been here since 2016, 2017. What were we even talking about it for? That seems rather silly. I did not know that was going to be the last question to wrap us up, but hey, I also did not know that Ole Miss offensively would look so, so bad in the second half against Troy, but they still won 28 to 10, and they're still 1 and 0. And we have wrapped up, finished out the first talk of champions post game show of 2022 it feels good if you haven't already subscribed review talk of champions and itunes and when you do leave a five-star review it does not matter what you say as long as it's five stars and if you see a show that is titled the night is dark and full of spoilers that is obviously not an Ole Miss podcast I hear your complaints but if you're listening to those expecting Ole Miss, it's kind of on you. I introduce that this is a Game of Thrones podcast, so skip over that one and leave a five-star review and say, hey, you know what? I hate the Game of Thrones stuff, the spoiler stuff. I love Ole Miss. That'll be fine. I'm for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and for the 3com at Spirit Ben. He's Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. Get some rest, and next time let's actually do a post-game show. Or are we going to do another show midweek before the post-game show? Are we going to do a one-and-one throughout the year? What, what, what's the plan? Do we have one?
0: Yeah, no, we always do. We always do a preview, and then we'll do one after. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be excited. We'll do one. At, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of people at midnight after that Central Arkansas game ready to hear us break that down. <laughs> I mean, it, our view, our view, viewership should be out of this through the roof. After I
2: like Central the idea Kansas. of a Sunday morning, We because this post-game could be whatever we want it to be. I like the idea of a Sunday morning get up you've had you and I have had time you to uh calm down me to stop acting like a you know clown um and get up the next morning having processed and actually rationally and reasonably discussing an old Miss win I think that's a good uh, we
0: when we start playing the SEC games I'm getting on here right after I, I gotta oh, I gotta be I gotta hear oh. roll <laughs> I need some raw opinion on this thing man And that's what that's what's gonna be this, this year's gonna be fun I'm just telling you like all right. This is this is gonna be a fun group to follow, um, in in both ways, both good and bad. This is gonna be this is gonna be a fun, fun team, man. We are talented as heck, but um, gosh, we have got to get the score back figured. That's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun, fun season, man. I'm I'm actually really excited about it. We got a fun, fun um schedule. We got some, you know, the SEC's got some some decent looking teams. Um, it's gonna be fun, fun year in the West.
2: See you later this week, buddy. See you, man. Hadi toddy.